This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Tonight, the very latest on that stunning billion-dollar judgment 10 years after the Sandy Hook massacre, what it means for the families of the 20 children and six educators killed. The emotional moments after the unanimous verdict. A jury rules InfoWars host Alex Jones must pay $965 million after he labeled the shooting a hoax and called the parents actors. CBS's Nikki Batiste is in Connecticut. Missiles rain down on Ukraine as Putin promotes the man known as General Armageddon to lead Russian forces. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports on the new weapons from the West to help Ukraine. The Navy SEALs scandal, a story we've been following closely. Well, tonight, three officers face punishment for the death of candidate Kyle Mullen during Hell Week. CBS's David Martin speaks to the mother of the Yale football player. And a warning for parents. Tonight, the respiratory illness on the rise in children. CBS's Nicole Killian talks to parents and doctors. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. And we want to begin with the breaking news and what is the largest defamation suit payout ever in American history. The landmark verdict awarded the families of those killed in the Sandy Hook massacre 
parents who lost their young children and then faced a decade of torment, a small sliver of justice. A Connecticut jury ordered far-right InfoWars host Alex Jones to pay nearly $1 billion in damages for spreading lies about the elementary school shooting. The 2012 massacre in Newtown, Connecticut, killed 20 children and six adults in the deadliest elementary school shooting in our nation's history. Jones falsely told millions of his radio show listeners that it was staged as part of a government plot to confiscate guns. While relatives of the victims allege the conspiracy theorist, theorist then profited off those lies. CBS's Nikki Batiste is outside the courthouse in Waterbury, Connecticut. Good evening, Nikki. I can only imagine what the families are going through today. Nora, good evening. And this trial, which has gone on for a month, has forced the victim's family members to relive unthinkable trauma. As the verdict was read this afternoon, I was sitting next to several parents who lost their young children. They were emotional but strong, and they tell me this accountability is what they were fighting for. Verdict. We, the jury, have reached our verdict as to damages in this case. It took six jurors less than three days to come up with a price tag, more than $965 million. The conspiracy theorist Alex Jones must pay for spreading false claims that the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting was a hoax. Total of $120 million. Robbie Parker was among the parents who broke down in tears as the verdict was read. While the truth was being said in the courtroom, he was standing right here lying. His daughter Emily was among the victims. During the trial, prosecutors played video of Jones mocking him at her funeral. Mark Barden lost his son, Daniel. As you stand here today, I'm sure your son Daniel is on your mind. My son Daniel is always on my mind. And with everything I do, uh, I, I feel I owe it to him to honor him. Jones and his company, Free Speech Systems, were sued by eight victims' families and an FBI agent who responded to the shooting that took the lives of 20 students and six staff. Judge Barbara Bellis had already found the InfoWars host liable for defamation. Jones testified. I've already said I'm sorry hundreds of times, and, I, and I'm done saying I'm sorry. Today on his show, Jones reacted in real time, again asking his viewers for donations. His attorney said he would appeal. In the course of my career, I've never seen a trial like this. Family members testified they were harassed by followers of Jones. David Wheeler lost his six-year-old son, Benjamin. People were, you know, accusing me of lying, telling me Ben never lived, uh, telling me that I was going to burn in hell. It is unlikely the victims' families will receive the full payout. All along, Alex Jones' attorney has said Jones is not responsible for the actions of his listeners. In his first trial, Jones was already ordered to pay $50 million, and he still faces a third trial later this year. Nora. Nikki Batiste, thank you for being there. Well, President Biden is facing pressure from his own party to punish a major strategic partner. Democrats argue the recent move by Saudi Arabia to cut oil production is bad for the U.S. and good for Russia. And it comes as the national average for a gallon of gas is $3.92. That's up nine cents in just the last week. CBS's Nancy Cordes is traveling with the president in California. We will take action. A vague warning from President Biden about consequences for a global oil giant. We're going to react to Saudi Arabia. 
But that wasn't specific enough for some Senate Democrats. Uh, you know, we, we can't take this uh, sitting down. They're pushing him to freeze arms sales to Saudi Arabia or pull all U.S. troops out of the country after the Saudis and other oil-producing nations, known as OPEC+, Plus, chose to cut worldwide oil production by about 2%. The move could push gas prices back up and boost Russia's oil revenue. They are helping and aligning with a murderous, brutal war criminal, Vladimir Putin. White House officials had lobbied OPEC nations not to cut back. And President Biden himself traveled to Saudi Arabia this summer, even fist-bumping Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, despite his role in the murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. Saudi Arabia is um, our second most important security partner in the Middle East after Israel. CBS News senior security contributor Michael Morrell says many of the potential punishments come with downsides. Denying arms sales to Saudi Arabia not only hurts U.S. firms selling those weapons, but it also hurts the security of the region because... We want the Saudis to have American weapons. They want to have American weapons because if we ever have to fight Iran together, we want those weapon systems to complement each other. The president said today he wants to consult with Congress before imposing any consequences on Saudi Arabia. And it's a delicate situation because any rift in the U.S.-Saudi relationship could rattle oil markets and drive prices up, Nora, just one month before the midterm elections. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Well, tonight, the Kremlin is claiming that it has arrested eight people in connection with the embarrassing destruction of a key bridge linking Russia to Crimea. The explosion led to an escalation of attacks across Ukraine this week that have killed dozens and injured more than 100 others. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports from inside Ukraine today that that country got a boost from the West. Russia's punishing missile barrage this week captured on dash cams and other cameras across the country. Today's indiscriminate shelling on civilians out grocery shopping in Advivka, killing at least seven. Proof of Russia's lethal reach and Ukraine's vulnerability in trying to stop it. The brutal retaliation for the blast on the bridge connecting Russia to Crimea, directed by hardline commander Sergei Surovikin. Promoted by President Putin within hours of the bridge attack, now in charge of the war. Known as General Armageddon, he ordered the ruthless bombing of civilian targets in Syria while commanding Russian forces in support of the Assad regime. Now employing those tactics to reverse Russia's battlefield defeats, Ukraine's air force has been seen patrolling the skies since Russia's onslaught. Ukraine's ground troops pushing south and east before the worst of the winter sets in. Russia retaliating in ways not seen since the war began. Germany has announced the delivery of the first of four high-tech air defense systems to Ukraine. Nora, it's one of the most advanced weapons of its kind in the world. So new, they've never been used on the battlefield. Well, that's interesting. Charlie Daggett, thank you. 
Back here at home, a former San Antonio police officer has been charged in the shooting of a teenager who was eating a hamburger in his car in a McDonald's parking lot. The former rookie officer, James Brennan, was charged with two counts of aggravated assault. 17-year-old Eric Cantu remains unconscious and is on life support, according to his family. Now to that Navy SEAL scandal that we've been following. We learned today that three Navy officers were punished after an investigation into the February death of SEAL candidate Kyle Mullen. It's the latest black eye for the Naval Special Warfare Unit, which is still investigating a brutal training program that CBS News exposed. CBS's David Martin has more now from the Pentagon. SEAL recruits staggering out of the Pacific Ocean to the finish line of the infamous Hell Week. Eight hours later, one of them would be dead from acute pneumonia. My son was towards the end. He's being carried by another man. He could barely walk. Regina Mullen says this freeze frame shows her son Kyle being helped out of the water. A Navy investigation found that after five days of nonstop physical stress on four hours sleep, Mullen was so short of breath he had to be given oxygen and moved from one location to another by ambulance. But he was allowed to keep going. My son wasn't treated medically by the medical team, by their own investigation. Two times they could have saved his life. Two times. The instructors, I'm sure, would say they were just trying to help him make it through those final hours so he could complete Hell Week. So he completes it. You send him to the barracks and send the medical team home. According to the investigation, Mullen had to be taken to the barracks in a wheelchair. When sailors assigned to check on him called the duty medical officer, they were told to call 911. But Mullen didn't want to go to the hospital for fear he would be dropped from the training. My son would never want to be dropped. That's quitting. Two officers in charge of SEAL training received warning letters that almost certainly killed their chances of further promotion. <laughs> Those same two officers were also in charge when this video captured SEAL recruits being blanketed with tear gas at point-blank range for a full minute, even though the rules clearly say it should last no more than 15 seconds. The Navy calls SEAL training extreme stress in a controlled environment. Well, Kyle Mullen's death has now triggered an investigation into just how well controlled that environment really is. Nora? Important questions, David Martin. Thank you. Well, there's breaking news from Los Angeles. Embattled City Council member Nuri Martinez has resigned from her seat days after a recording surfaced of her making racist and offensive comments about a fellow council member's son. There are growing calls now for two other members on that recording to step down. Well, with less than a month until the midterm elections, Pennsylvania's lieutenant governor and Democratic candidate John Fetterman is facing a tough battle for the state's open Senate seat. Five months after suffering a stroke, Fetterman gave his first in-person, on-camera interview and said that despite these new health challenges, he's up for the job. CBS's Robert Costa is in the battleground state of Pennsylvania. Democrat John Fetterman tackled the subject that was front and center in the campaign today, his health. After an interview Tuesday night showed him using a closed captioning device to read questions. The elephant in the room for a lot of folks is that I had a stroke. Um, and there are, there's no, there's no secret that sometimes I'm going to miss words and sometimes I'm going to mush two words together. And, and that's, that's the truth. The Lieutenant governor's health has become a political target for his Republican challenger 
Trump-backed doctor Mehmet Oz, who continues to press Fetterman to disclose his medical records. Fetterman will use a closed captioning device during their upcoming debate. I sometimes will hear things in a way that's not perfectly clear. So I use captioning. So I'm able to see what you're saying on the uh, in captioning. For Fetterman and others who suffer a stroke, the recovery can be difficult, including how it affects verbal exchanges. CBS medical consultant Dr. David Agus. This area was involved in auditory processing. That is taking words or sounds and converting them to words that the brain can understand. So he can't make that conversion well. Veteran Democrats say the polls remain tight and this latest flashpoint might not move the needle. They see in John Fetterman who they want to see, whether he is a courageous, sympathetic candidate or whether you see him as a person who is just not physically capable of carrying out the job. Sources close to Fetterman tell CBS News tonight that they are confident voters understand he is facing health challenges, but will ultimately conclude he is ready to serve. Fetterman's strategy, they say, moving forward is to continue to engage with voters, with reporters, and with Mehmet Oz. Nora. And Robert, I have to ask you, I mean, how is Fetterman doing on the campaign trail? After the stroke, his schedule was limited. He pulled back, but he has returned to campaign rallies, had one in Bucks County, a crucial area on Sunday, drew over a thousand people. Robert Costa there for us. Thank you. Well, there's important health news tonight for parents. Today, the FDA authorized the updated COVID booster shots for kids as young as five. That's ahead of an expected winter wave of COVID. Now, this comes amid a nationwide spike in cases of RSV. That is a respiratory illness that attacks children. It's serious. So we get more now from CBS's Nicole Killian. A family vacation turned into a trip to the emergency room for April Joins and her six-year-old daughter Lillian, who suffers asthma and was hospitalized with a lung infection called RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. She was more lethargic and then her breathing was labored. But when they got to the ER, they were met with an hours long wait to be admitted to the intensive care unit. Well, we waited a pretty long time and it was just kind of a situation that is alarming as a parent to be in when you your child needs care. Children's Healthcare of Atlanta says they're seeing two to three times the volume of pediatric patients as RSV cases have skyrocketed in Georgia and at least 32 other states. Symptoms include coughing, wheezing, runny nose, and decreased appetite. One of the great things is that parents know their children the best. If the child is having difficulty breathing, that may be an indication for the child to seek emergency department or urgent care. RSV is transmitted through direct contact. Nearly 60,000 children younger than five are hospitalized due to the virus each year, and there are no approved vaccines. How concerned are you that this could happen to one of your children again? Very concerned. Um, and it's hard to talk about because it's um, really emotional. <laughs> There's also concern over just how bad this winter could be. Dr. Shisha, who heads the White House COVID response, said today it's hard to imagine how hospitals will handle the flood of respiratory illnesses. Nora. Nicole Killian with that really important story. Thank you so much. Well, American high schoolers hit a 30-year low. The startling impact that COVID had on college test scores when we return. 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In New York City tonight, two men are under arrest after police found a huge stash of fentanyl worth an estimated $9 million. Police say they found about 300,000 rainbow fentanyl pills and some powder. Police say some of the pills resemble oxycodone and Xanax. Well, there is alarming new evidence tonight of the impact the COVID pandemic has had on American high schoolers. ACT test scores, which show the level of readiness for college-level courses, hit a 30-year low this year. The average composite score was 19.8 out of 36, making this the lowest average score since 1991. 42% met none of the ACT's subject benchmarks. All right, the price of a family day at Disneyland has just shot up. You won't believe when we tell you how much when we return. The cost of taking your family to Disneyland in California jumped dramatically this week. On average, a family of four will pay an additional $40 a day to enter the park. Top-tier tickets now cost $179 per day. That's a jump of more than 9%. And we'll be right back with a teenager taking the plunge in the fight against cancer. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Marathon swimming in the open ocean is considered one of the most difficult sports, both physically and mentally, due to the cold and the currents. CBS's Carter Evans found one California teenager making waves for a good cause. As a child, Maya Marriage used to despise swimming. I hated it. Like, my least favorite thing to do. But now, at the wise old age of 15... Man, that is cold. She'll happily dive into the frigid waters off San Francisco Bay saving lives with each stroke. 
Over the past six years, I've raised $50,000. The money goes to cancer research. Maya started fundraising when she was nine. Competing in open water events with Swim Across America. By the time she was 13, she was crossing Lake Tahoe. Last summer, while swimming the 20 miles of open ocean between Catalina Island and California, Maya realized she wasn't alone in the water. I looked to the side and just saw this giant eye. And the entire swim, I thought it was a shark. Wait, you thought there was a shark swimming along with you and you kept going? Yeah. When Maya gets scared or tired, she just thinks of the names on her swim cap, people battling cancer who face a much bigger challenge. I'm swimming for them. I'm doing it for them, and that's why I do these swims. Carter Evans, CBS News, San Francisco. Wow, she sure is impressive. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.